Hey, who are you? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were pointing to your, uh, to your Twitter handle here. Hey, guys, what's up? You guys know me as CT, but the reality is my name is Luis. That's the first time I said that on this show. It feels kind of weird. Uh, we'll continue with CT for now. Follow me on Twitter at, at Hovamojo. Damn. You got personal there, CT. Also, if you're listening to this in our... <laughs> audio version you're just missing this dope background i put together here about my baseball hats my red socks uh my <laughs> let me get my thumb in the shot <laughs> this is i can't do this man take it away manny <laughs> i have some questions man i have some questions about those hats in your background i see a st louis cardinals hat back there i see an a's cap i see a white mm-hmm. Sox cap mm-hmm. what's the story man i thought you were a red uh, Sox fan are you a fraud the, i see a twins cap the ace hat is my brother's as a matter of fact uh, he bought it to match with a green and yellow jersey that we had for a softball team. We played in together, by the way. Ah, yes, I have I have that hat too. Uh, the St. Louis hat is also my brother's, and the White Sox hat underneath. I got this. We got those hats at the same time, and at that time we were just getting random hats. Mm. Okay. We already had, you know, a bunch of Red Sox hats and Yankees hats. So, true <sighs> story. Well, today. We're going to start the show off by breaking down episodes five and six of The Last Dance. It's 24 hours pretty much after the the fact. It happened 24 hours ago. Um, I personally thought it was the best episode of the entire series so far. Uh, there's four episodes left, two more weeks at two episodes each. So we're going to break that all down for you guys. Then we're going to get into our sports headlines, everything that's happening in the world of sports, Major League Baseball, NFL, and the NBA. Um, but let's start with the with with the last dance, CT. What did you think of last night's episodes? Um, you know, while I was watching last night's episode, the first thing I thought of was the last time we we spoke about the last dance and how Joe Madden had received like an offer to to take a vacation from Theo Epstein during the cup season. I was like, oh my God, this is the direction sports is setting, whatever. But then I, I saw that episode last night and like, I, it kind of makes sense why these athletes are like, we, we develop like this certain, like, like image about them, not even knowing who they are because the way the media likes to twist and turn everything, it's like, as long as they get the headline, it doesn't matter what the truth is. Right. So it's like, I kind of understand why Jordan I don't know if that's what's going to end up being the result, but I if if Jordan retired after that season because of like he couldn't take the media anymore, then I kind of understand it now. I kind of understand why athletes don't want to put up with the bullshit and why they complain and stuff like that. I know they're getting paid millions, but I I think like at the end, like mentally, they're they must be going nuts. I mean, you can't if you're someone like Michael Jordan, especially at the time, who was the biggest star in the world, pretty much. Um, he can't step out into the streets without getting mauled by a bunch of fans. I don't know how you, I I don't know, man. I, I understand that these guys make millions of dollars and all this stuff, but I don't begrudge them when, when they don't want to sign an autograph and all this stuff, because at some point you're going to want your own time, man. And, and you saw what they showed yesterday. And this wasn't even really one thing that, that I, that I highlighted so much, but you're right. What they showed yesterday was that he's getting to the court for a game. He's getting ready for the game, let's say an hour before the game. Then he's practicing for the game. Then he plays the game. Then after the game, he has to sign autographs. Then he goes, has a 10-minute break, drinks a beer, goes back out to do press, 
Then he goes outside, and there's more fans. He has to sign autographs. He can't walk in the street without being mauled by a group of people. And that has to suck, man, no matter how much money you make. You're basically in quarantine your whole life. This is we're living like celebrities, CT. And the more, obviously, yeah, okay. Uh, but the more, the more that I, the more that I watched that documentary, the more I realized like Jordan was just the perfect basketball player in the perfect time in the perfect decade to take basketball in the Olympics and be the best player on that team, and then to like emerge, and then NBA becomes like this global phenomenon and all that stuff. For MJ to be that player during that time. That to me is why, again, I'll say it like it doesn't matter what people do after this. I think in our lifetime, there just isn't going to be another Jordan. But then you got to give credit to guys like Kobe and LeBron that have inserted themselves into the conversation post Jordan. Like the guys that came before Jordan were already there. So people were fighting for those guys to, to keep in the conversation. But for Kobe, you know, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph Curry, for those guys to in- insert themselves in the conversation, like you got to give a lot of credit to those guys. For real, man. And so a couple of things that stood out to me, the first thing was how Jordan continues to reiterate his support for Phil Jackson when they, when they go back to 1998, because One of the criticisms I had last week was the time jumps were a little confusing. I thought that the the last two episodes uh, were a lot clearer. Like I could follow the story a lot better. My wife could follow the story a lot better. Um, And one of the things that I guess I should have pointed out last week that I had a criticism about was that we we lost the focus. The show at some point lost its focus in terms of that the point of the show is the 1998 season. Um, But that's not the main story in a lot of ways because most of the time you're going back in time and you're you're following the trajectory of his career in chronological order and then jumping to 1998 to see what happened then. It was almost almost like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like it's starting at the end and then you're going back in time to see what happened in the beginning. Yeah. Besides the point. But by 1998, the the relationship between um, Jerry Krause and Phil Jackson had deteriorated. Krause announced Phil Jackson is gone by the end of the season, no matter what happens. And Jordan continues to toe the line for his coach. Um, If Phil Jackson isn't going to be here, then I'm not playing anymore. And I get that, and I appreciate that 100%. I don't think that today's athlete would necessarily do something like that. But I wanted to ask you... Would you toe the line like that for your coach? Would you say, if my coach isn't here, I'm not playing anymore? Or or could he have handled it another way? Like, like show his support for, for Phil Jackson, but at the same time, not, not be so bold as to say, like, I'd rather play somewhere else or retire altogether. I think that uh, by handling it a different way, I think it would have been him and Phil finding a different team to sign with mm-hmm. would have been a good way if the Bulls didn't want him and he wanted to stick by his coach but still make it work, still not retire and all that stuff. Uh, but, you're, but you're right about what you said, that like the show in the last couple of episodes had lost its way of like focusing on the 98 season and the time jumps were like all over the place and stuff. I still felt that a little bit about the last two episodes. Uh, I feel like at this point, we've already forgotten the impact of Scottie Pippen holding out at the beginning of the season, of the last season. We have already forgotten about Dennis Rodman's, like, Vegas hiatus or whatever. So it's like, 
maybe this show wasn't meant to be like a every week thing. It was meant to be like a, a Netflix series. Was it meant to be a Netflix series? No, I think it was always going to be an ESPN Plus. Uh, well, ESPN, ESPN Plus thing. But I think it was going to be aired later in the year. I think if we ever watch this show again, like in on Netflix, where we get to binge watch it or some platform like that, I think it, it'll be a lot better because it's like we're already forgetting about the impact of all this stuff. Yeah, you're right. That that week, yeah. of 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 no story makes it a little bit, you know, yeah, and doesn't flow as well. And it's funny how like you mentioned like forgetting that it's about the '98 season and Jerry Krause, whatever, and then. And in the, all those two episodes, all you see is they win the they repeat uh, the championship or they three they three repeat the first time, and you just hear Jerry Cross get like thirty seconds of him explaining like how he thinks it's a great team, but he loves the organization and this is the best or blah blah blah. So it kind of made me forget about that as well too. Um, I I think that uh, the question was could he have handled that better. Yes, but I don't think it would have ended with him playing with the Bulls. I don't think there's any almost, way that it would have ended like that. I almost think it, it falls in line with another main main topic of the last two episodes, uh, Jordan's gambling. I think that when he was doing that, he was he was trying to call Jerry Jerry Cross's bluff. He was he was that's that's my take. I think he he was making a bet. He was gambling that Krauss would see that Jordan was throwing the line for his coach. So he was eventually Kraus would back down, but he never did. Um, and I guess yeah. we'll see in the next coming episodes how that pays off in the end, which we all know that this would end up being Jordan's final season before returning like two or three years later with the Washington uh, Wizards, I guess they were at the time. Um, but I think it, it, it has a lot to do with his gambling issues. And I guess that, so. Th- that's a good transition for the next thing was that he kept saying how he doesn't have a gambling problem, that he's not addicted to gambling, that he has a competition problem, that he has a competitive problem. And I, I disagree with that. And and to when I watched the last two episodes, I always knew that he was a serial gambler. I think I texted you guys and said that he reminds me of Jeter because he's really good about, you know, how to how to put his public persona out there. And how he handled the media and how he always seemed to make the right choices all the time. But Jeter, like like Jordan, had has somewhat of a gambling problem. Like he would hold night, you know, nightly poker games, high stakes poker games in his apartment in New York City and all this stuff. Um, like apparently his main table is like a big poker table or whatever. But this isn't a Jeter Jordan comparison. I think Jordan do- does have a gambling problem. And I think that's it's shown with how everything is a gamble for him. Like even with his bodyguards, he's playing craps and shit. And on the planes, he's playing high stakes blackjack games. While the guys, I think it was BJ Armstrong and James Paxson were sitting in the front of the plane playing like $1 games of, of blackjack or whatever. And he still wanted to even participate in those games. Um, I think it is a competitive problem. I think he wants to win. He wants to be the best all the time. But in gambling, there's no skill. There's no. I mean, there's some skill involved. But in craps, there's no skills involved in craps. Like that's that's a game of luck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just giving money away. He's, you know. What I I'm don't saying? think. Yeah, I know. You you never won. I, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what? I I know you, what you're saying. Like he has a problem of gambling. But when I hear gambling problem, I I agree with what he said. Where he said, if I really had a gambling problem, I'd be pawning my watch to gamble i'd be putting my house up for as as collateral or something like that when i think Jordan he's so never got... rich that uh, no nah, but we'll get to that 
I don't think, see, I think that's, he's super rich with or without the investments and all that stuff. He's super rich. But how many people come out of retirement and go bankrupt because they can't afford to pay for things? So you're looking at Jordan, who not only has he amassed the most money as a basketball player, but he's been able to keep the the, the mansion. He's been able to keep the cars, keep the legacy, keep his rings. We've never seen a Jordan ring in the in the market no. per se. I think if he had a gambling, a real gambling problem, I think we would have heard. Jordan had to sell his Ferrari to to pay a guy back. Whatever. I know in the show they show an example of him having to sign like a fifty thousand dollar check or whatever. I think mm-hmm. in that sense, yeah, he has a lot of money. Whatever, it's it's like his money and shit. But I don't. I wouldn't. Say, I, I it wouldn't say it's such a big issue. I think I think the media made it a bigger issue than it really was. Uh, and as far as him trying to call Jerry Krause's uh, bluff in the ninety eight season, I think that might be part of it. But I also think that. I believe him when he says that there's nothing for him to prove anymore, like in mm-hmm. basketball and for him to go through the constant groundhog day scenario where he's showing up interviewed, same question plays, plays a great game interviewed. Are you retiring? How do you feel about the championship? What's Scotty Pippen doing? Scotty Pippen, thro- Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman throwing, throwing logs in the fire to just like fan the flames or whatever. And I think like, he might have just used that Phil Jackson or nothing excuse to like to make to convince himself that he wanted to retire. I think you're you're thinking that he might have been trying to call his bluff like Jerry's bluff. But I also think that he was kind of relieved that none of that played out where he had to come back to Chicago. I kind of, yeah. you know, but at the same he, time, he would have played for another team. I mean, it's rare that a guy yeah. plays for one team their whole career. It's too rare. At the, at the same time, in an earlier episode, and this kind of, to your point, had this been an, a Netflix series or released all at the same time on ESPN Plus or something like that, which I wonder what the numbers would have been had they done that. Maybe it would have been better. But yeah. um, in an earlier episode, he had said when he told the line for Phil Jackson that the team deserves a chance to to defend their title that that Phil Jackson should be brought back so they could defend their title one more time. And if they lose that champion, they don't win the championship in, in the 98, 99 season, then okay, then dismantle the team. And it just see, I don't know. To me, it seemed like he wanted to defend his title. Although yesterday they kind of hinted at the fact that he was tired after that 92, 93 season. He said that, it, you know, if he could walk away from the game, he would. And, and, and as we know, that's when he, after the third championship, that's when he re- retired and moved to baseball. Um, but I don't know, man. I think he really wanted to defend his title after that '98 season, that '97 '98 season. I think there's, I think there's something to that. As a competitor, he wants to defend his title. But having beaten the same team twice back to back, maybe that being the biggest threat in the NBA at the time, for him to threepeat again, I mean, I, I think even Jordan can call that like. If it ended today, what do I have to complain about? I have nothing else to prove. I think the only thing that would have made Jordan not retire is seeing into the future and seeing LeBron getting to the finals nine times. For him to for him to do that at least one more time, get a get a fourth final in a row, yeah. just to add it to his side of the argument, maybe he would have done it. But I don't think even Jordan thought that there would be a LeBron James, even though he's responsible for there being a, a LeBron James because yeah. they started drafting out of high school. They started looking for these monsters like even kobe said it like there'd be no kobe if it wasn't for michael like yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't have turned out to be the great player that he was if it wasn't for 
for Michael Jordan. And I wanted to say the, I don't know if you had another question in terms of. No, no, no. I want well, to. I say, do have more points to bring up, but go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to say the two the two best scenes clearly the guy shrugging him off in the in the uh, oh, the coin God, game, yeah. but yeah. also. Jordan playing his last game at the Garden, like as a bull, and then wearing the Jordan ones, yeah. and his and his feet were bleeding. I thought that was just hilarious for some reason, but it had oh nothing to do with the story. Like, <laughs> no, it's it's what you said. It's it's they yeah, go it's back like, in time and they just like here you go, Jordan. Like here's some highlights of yourself. Like yeah, let's stroke your ego a little more. Which I'm fine with because I like I was I was really young. In '98, I was 14, and what was that series with the Knicks? I was like eight years old, and I remember it. Yeah, because we had we had cousins like like uh, like Jong like I'm, I'm, you know, he calls himself Giambi. He plays softball with you guys. He was a diehard Knicks fan, and there were times he'd come to my house, and I remember he used to tape the Knicks games because he was such a diehard Knicks fan. And I remember watching those games, and I remember watching it with him specifically in my house. Um, and I remember watching in another cousin's house later on when Jordan came back from retirement, and I remember being heartbroken, like fuck, man, the Knicks, like. Such a there was such a powerhouse team and he just kept tearing us down. It hurt watching that yesterday. But before I jump into the next thing, I just wanted I just I was just looking at Phil Jackson's coaching record. Listen to this fucking shit. Ninety ninety one. Wait. Ninety ninety one. The Bulls beat the Pistons championship. The next season championship again. The next season championship again. Three Pete. Jordan retires. Two seasons. No championship, right? Jordan came back 94, 95, I believe, like midway through or something. They didn't win that year. 95, 96, championship. 97, 98, championship. 90, wait, 96, 97, championship. 97, 98, championship. Second three-peat. Phil Jackson doesn't coach for a year. Comes back with the Lakers. Guess what happens? Kobe Shaq. Another three-peat. 99, 2000. 2000, 2001. 2001, 2002. Um... Then he doesn't win for one, two, three, four years, five years, and then he goes back to back championships again. But Kobe he went Shaq. he went on a one, two, three, four, five, six year consecutive championship run. Will that ever be done again in the NBA? That's fucking nuts. No, and it's just crazy just reading that the guy didn't have a guaranteed job at the end of that second repeat. Insane. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. You know, I looking back at like the last dance is more of just like a hom like paying homage to the nineties NBA because I go on Bleacher Report today and they just have a bunch of Charles Barkley highlights. It's like Charles Barkley, people are going to start recognizing that the nineties was like was a, a real it was a it was an amazing time for basketball. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was an amazing time for football and baseball. Yeah. Uh the MLB was the steroid era. Like the nineties decade was just crazy it came Amazing. right before like the internet boom uh so i i think it's pretty cool like it's it's about jordan the bulls but it's really like more about the 90s nba and like how it For became sure. what it is today like when people say basketball's boring not not like it used to be i think they're always talking about the 90s like the nba in the 90s nothing could top it i mean i think i've said on the show before this is primarily a, a baseball show um because we're diehard baseball fans but if it wasn't because the knicks completely shit the bed post 2000 i think i'd still be a nba first person but because the nba was always number one as a kid um and then luckily the yankees took over and you know 
I started to shift my interest more toward baseball. But the NBA in the 90s, there's nothing like it, man. You had everybody. There was a superstar in every team. Um, guys like like the, I forgot about guys like Dan Marley and and I forgot that Danny Ainge played for the Suns. Like so many memories that that Utah Jazz team was a beast. John Stockton, Carl Malone, um, Alonzo Mourning with the Miami Heat, Tim uh, Tim Hardaway. Fucking, there was a superstar in every corner. And on Saturdays, Ahmad Rashad would host a, a NBA highlight show in the morning. And that was like the like must-watch TV every Saturday. The NBA ruled, and, and they're getting back to that because the NBA went through a stretch there in the early 2000s where it kind of lost its way. And I think it's coming back to that where there's a lot of superstars and it's more focused on, on the talent as opposed to you know the team stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I lost my train of thought a little bit yeah anyway you like the 90s man i love the 90s you love the 90s 90s are great aside from the strike the baseball strike kind of sucked a little bit but eh, it's all right we got the steroid era after that um thank you steroids all right the other (laughs) thing was the when michael jordan said that isaiah thomas wasn't (laughs) that isaiah he's not the reason isaiah thomas wasn't on the dream team Bullshit. He totally was the reason he wasn't on the dream team. He may not have said outwardly, I don't want Isaiah Thomas on this team, but he did say on the show, he asked Chuck Daly who was, on the was plane. going to be on the team. Yeah, who was and on the team. And when he didn't hear somebody's name, he decided I will be I'll, I'll be on the team. So Yeah. But um, again, but I but I think that looking back at Isaiah Thomas's career, like he had beef with other people and I don't I, w- I wouldn't say that they made it so I mean Jordan said he wouldn't play even though he didn't come out and say the name Isaiah Thomas yeah, but yeah. I think it was just better for the team that Isaiah Thomas wasn't there and right. if that's and if it's if it came down to that then I got to put the blame on Isaiah Thomas because you are that's not professional to act like there's a difference between being competitive and and talking smack than being like bad like bad mouthing towards someone or something like yeah. what, the little thing that happened with Kevin Garnett and Carmelo Anthony years back. Do you remember that? Yeah. Kevin Garnett called Lala Anthony a, a Cheerio or something. Cause he would always talk shit in the, in the court. Yeah. He would Everybody talk had shit, beef with Kevin Garnett. Yeah. You, he would talk shit, but to, to call someone's wife a Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he I would say, but Kevin Garnett that, so I'm not making excuses for Kevin Garnett. I don't think I I would take shit like that either, whether it's in the heat of the moment or whatever. But Garnett, people hated Garnett because he would go personal in the court. And that was his way to get in your mind to get the advantage over you. But some things aren't, you know, are better left unsaid. Like like yesterday, one of the this is the next thing I wanted to talk about sticking with the dream team is that scrimmage game, that footage of that scrimmage game. I almost wish that they had aired that shit at the at the time, because that's amazing that they took it so seriously all the shit that magic johnson was talking to michael jordan then michael jordan coming back and just making him eat his words yeah like but but the the trash talk wasn't personal you know going back to the garnett thing it was more like you know we ain't in chicago we're not in the chicago stadium now whatever michael jordan made him eat his words and took him to town yeah um and it just it, it just highlights how the game has changed from then to now because i don't think I don't think guys would be taking a scrimmage that seriously today. I think, yeah. Again, I think it, it was just the that was like the NBA player's first time getting into the Olympics. And I, I keep saying it like I'll keep saying it now after watching this that I think Jordan was just the right place, right time, right decade. 
you can't just, like you you can't repeat that career. Think about in today's athlete, and I don't want to sound like that old man. Or you know, today's kids are soft. That's you know none of that shit. Um, I can't imagine that, that today's athlete or today's an organization today would allow a, a player to play in a scrimmage because that's essentially what the Olympics is. It, it matters, but it's not. Not really, I guess, if you, if you really think about it. That scrimmage um, had no part in being so ser- being played so serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. The second thing is allowing a player to put on sneakers that he admittedly says are super uncomfortable. His feet are all cut. There's no fucking way that that shit would happen today. I don't think an, orga- an organization would say, no, we're paying you way too much money. You can't wear those sneakers. We're paying you way too much money. You can't play in the WBC or you can't play in the Olympics. Like that's that's today versus versus back in the day. The players had more of a say and they would go out of their way to to go above and beyond. You know what I mean? And I don't think they do that so much anymore. Yeah. And and that's not to say that that today's players are are soft or or not as good as those players. I think it's just I think it just goes to show how much money is invested in, in the games now that that people don't want to take that risk anymore. There's a there's a good commercial where Jordan starts off saying like maybe it's my fault. You ever seen that commercial? No. It's it's the it's the best Jordan commercial. That one and the one where he's playing against himself, uh his Bulls version versus like rookie version or something. Yeah, yeah, I saw you ever that. Seen that? One, yeah, yeah. Well, this in this commercial he's he's going through all these his accolades like or something and he's asking like is it his fault? To make you think basketball was easy, blah, blah, blah. And, and in the end, he's like, he ruined the NBA or he ruined basketball. And I think he did ruin the NBA because every superstar walking today is a, just a, it's just another Jordan, except Jordan, you know, practiced against his team's wishes uh, to come back like his second season with a broken foot. Like he, right. he covered the Reebok sign with the, with the, with the flag. national flag. That was amazing. He, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't endorse the black Senator. Like he's, He's just different, but everybody's like a carbon copy of yeah. his his outside of the court uh, stuff. I lo- I got lost my train of thought. Man. <laughs> I I hope that I I know that I have a a different appreciation of Jordan, even though I remember him playing. Uh, and like I I've continued tweeting. I hate Michael Jordan, but for all the right reasons, like the greatest of all time for sure. He, you know, after watching this, I, I'm I'm ready to say, all right, LeBron isn't the greatest the greatest of all time. Um, it's big. It, yeah, mark it down, ladies and gentlemen. I may change my mind next week, but um, yeah, man. Just I hope that I hope that athletes are watching this and they they step it up a little bit more and 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 maybe say, yeah, I I make thirty five million dollars, but I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna play a hundred percent. Every single day. I'm not going to take yeah. rest days. I want to bust my ass. You know what I mean? And I, I know I keep doing this with the Jeter comparisons. <laughs> I have to do it, man. I'm sorry. But but Jeter played like that, too. Like, he threw himself into the fucking stands head first for a foul ball in a regular season game One against time. the Boston Red Sox. One time. That's true. But he <laughs> did stupid shit like that. I he came back that with amazing. fucking black eyes and shit. That doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Just... The fans like to see that. And if you, you want to win a fan over, bust your ass. And and you'll have a fan in, in us forever. You know, yeah. and, and I think that's what Jordan showed us. That's true. Because, I mean, 
physically he wasn't built like the best player. I think if we look at the stat sheets, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. He probably wasn't the 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 top rebounder on his team or the top steals getter or the top assistman or whatever. But he did everything super well because he busted his ass, and that made him the best player in the NBA, the greatest player of all time. You know what I'm saying? So I think you can think will yourself right. to that. You know what I mean? I think you're right about the uh, maybe he wasn't the best rebounder and stuff like that. But I, you're so right that he busted his ass on everything. He was elite on both sides of the ball, which is yeah. rare these days. LeBron is, Kawhi Leonard is, but majority of the league is you're either offense specialist, exactly. three point specialist, whatever. Uh, but that argument about him not having the most rebounds and he didn't have the most assists, I think that goes back to, like, the NBA ke- keeps progressing and emerging in different, like, evolving in different ways. And in Jordan's time as a shooting guard, you were, you were, your job was to shoot. Right. It wasn't until, like, I guess Magic Johnson's is, is he was, is but like he a, was like a juggernaut. Like, he was the exception. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then you got guys like LeBron James came along and they can do everything and they did yeah. it so well that they they continue to bring the ball up and do the rest. So it's that argument I always in my brain I always go back and forth because on the one hand I'm like in Jordan's time he wouldn't he wouldn't be busting his ass to get right. rebounds. They have centers for that. But then again, Steph Curry came along and then three-pointers all of a sudden became this this must do thing on the right. court. So it's like the back then the NBA didn't shoot threes. But Steph, Curry, if Steph Curry played back then, I think he would have shot threes. He shoots them at like fifty percent. So it's yeah, like he would have been Steve Kerr. So that was yeah. Steve Kerr's job with the Bulls: was shoot that three, sink yeah. that three. Yeah. Um, Ray Allen too. Um, so that was the last dance, man. Fucking love that. Love the show, man. Yeah, I, I got one last thought about the last dance. I don't want to like it's. I know this is long enough. <laughs> it's taking yeah, a long, long time already. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's all. It's not your I fault. Just, it's my fault. I just want to go back to I felt bad for Jordan in the one scene where he's filming that commercial and he had to do like five takes. He just looks so miserable. And I also feel bad for the way that everybody turned on him for not endorsing the black senator running in North Carolina. And I think it's it's an issue that we still face today. Like if you're black, you have to support black, which I don't agree with. And it's funny how they didn't they didn't mention any of the policies. They didn't mention what the other guy was. They mentioned the other guy was a racist, but they you didn't hear anything about their policies or their background or history or anything. All you heard was that Jordan said Republicans buy Reeboks too. Um, and sometimes I feel like politics gets too much in the way of things where you could like alienate people. Yeah. And I think that's why Jordan stayed out of it. I think that's why guys like Jeter stay out of it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So. And and the thing is. Jordan revealed yesterday that though he stayed out of it, he donated to the guy's campaign. So he supported him. He supported the black candidates. I forgot what his name is. That's why I'm calling him the black candidate. Hey, um, but what was it? He, he had like a, a villain's name. It was like Harvey Gant or some shit. Like he yeah, like, like a Batman. Was, yeah, Harvey, yeah. I think, I think it was Harvey Gant. Yeah, Harvey Gant. I think that's what it was. But um, he he did he supported him with with money with campaign finances. It shouldn't politicians shouldn't have to rely on the endorsement of a popular athlete or big big donors. He should rely on he or she should rely on good policies that people believe in and getting yourself out there and doing the work. I, I don't blame Jordan for that. I get it. It was it was probably a high stakes election. I don't know what either candidate's record is. I'm pretty, you know. Pretty sure it probably would have been the right thing to vote for the for the black guy. 
Harvey Gantt. Keep saying the black guy. Sorry. Um, but that's not Jordan's job. Jordan's a basketball player. You know what I mean? Exactly. He could have his personal opinions, but they're his personal opinions. He his opinion eaten should alive not today. influence you. You know what I'm saying? Jordan would have gotten eaten alive by by social media. Oh, my God. Thank God social media wasn't around back then. Man. For real, man. I'm telling you. Perfect time. Perfect perfect athlete. They would have canceled his ass. For um, sure. Word. Anything else? Last dance related? Nah. I don't even have a timer in front of me. I'm pretty sure we, we did we did last dance talk for about 30, 30 minutes-ish. It's okay. You know what we should do now, CT? Tell me, man. Let's get into the headlines. Oh, you want some headlines? Give me some headlines. All right. Blake Snell wins the uh, Players League on MLB The Show. I think he won the first tournament that they did this year through MLB players. Uh, this guy might be too much of a gamer. I don't know. Well, yeah. And so I watched the interview. I, mean, I feel like I'm shouting. If I'm sh- if I'm shouting, CT, you let me know, okay? Sounds good I, to me, man. I watched this post-game interview. I didn't watch the game, but I watched it on MLB.com. And I think maybe he does kind of just sit in his room and play video games all day because he, he was saying how he really enjoyed the tournament, and but that he hopes that next time that that these guys continue playing so that the competition could be higher. He was kind of like praising Upset. Lucas Giolito, who he played against, but in like an offhanded way. Like he was like, when he keeps playing, he'll, you know, he'll be more fun to like, I was like, wow, this guy, maybe oh, there's like a, nothing against aut- autistic people. Maybe he's a little on the <laughs> spectrum or something. You know what I, mean? I don't know, man. I, I got to look up his, uh, his record on the show. You're allowed to look at like all the rankings and stuff like that. I got to find out his gamer tag. And see that record because I would like to think that I could be the guy who I believe is spending his free time training for baseball. <laughs> like, no, I think he's on his. I think he's on that. I think he's on that game. And he so his his winning will benefit the Boys and Girls Club of the Sun Coast. They're gonna receive a thirty thousand dollar donation. Uh, in some other baseball news, the rumor about spring training starting. June 10th and that July 1st will be opening day is false. Ooh. There is no start date, although they're targeting a late June start. And when I think start, I think they mean uh, start of spring training again. But any, any thoughts on that? Uh, well, I, that sucks. <laughs> but at the same time, I did hear that that they do plan on starting games by July, hopefully. And mm-hmm. that they want to get in at least eighty games in home park. So that's very that's a that's super positive news, man. Yeah, man. Another news: ex Yankees first baseman Jason Giambi. He also played for other teams, by the way, like the Oakland A's, Colorado Rockies, Cleveland. Uh, not just the Yankees guys. It's like the other day. Uh, I I don't know his his name, but he was in a he was in the movie that we did an episode on. Memento. He was in Memento. Memento. That actor who was the cop in Memento. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got hit by a car, and they go Soprano star. Soprano star. He did a bunch of other things, and what? he was on the Sopranos for like a season or two. Wasn't he? Was he? In a, I think he was in it for. He was um. Oh my God! What was his name on the Sopranos? But he he's the one that that beat the the stripper that he had. He beat yeah, her. Yeah, like Tony, he choked her to death. Yeah, yeah, and then Tony Soprano beat his ass to death. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so. Yeah. I feel like he's not known for the Sopranos. Is that just me or what do I know him from? The Matrix, Baby's Day Out, Bad Boys. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> Baby's Day Out. Oh my God, <laughs> Baby's Day Out. I haven't thought of that movie in so long. Wow, I like that movie. Bad Boys. Yeah, you're right. He was in Bad Boys. Uh, Bad Boys, Memento. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. Matrix. I think. I think it's the internet rules a day. At the end of the day, that's that's the thing because with Jason Giambi, if you want if you want that search to rank high. You want to attach him to the Yankees because they're the most searched MLB team on the internet. Whereas if you say Oakland Athletics star Jason Giambi, it's not going to rank as high. Less clicks, yeah, less money. Makes That's what makes it is. Sen- makes sense because I would have just been fine with just Jason Giambi since I But who's going to search for Jason Giambi? You're right, man. You're right. It's You're right again. Of, it's, it's because of this, CT. Ex-Yankees first baseman Jason Giambi says Astro scandal is, quote, no different than PDUs. He goes on to say, I sleep great at night. I don't have to worry about it. The biggest thing that came out of it, talking about the steroid uh, use, uh, the biggest thing that came out of it is that I created a whole new set of fans who first gave me a second chance. But also, I don't know how many parents I run into that say, hey, thank you so much for coming forward where I can tell my children if they make a mistake to tell the truth. I think the biggest thing that came out of that, I think that's the biggest thing that came out of that. And I think that's what happened to me be embraced for the second time around. It was because of that situation. There were some typos in that, man. I can't read the light is <laughs> in my face. Um, <laughs> I agree with him. I think, I think, I, I, I think the rest of it is bullshit. I, I really highly doubt that somebody's coming up to him and say, Hey, thank you for, uh, I think there is. I don't know. But anyway. I think there is, man. I, I agree with him. If in some ways I think what the Astros did is worse than PEDs. No, yeah, no, I definitely think the Astros scandal is worse. But I I think what he's what he means is that the the uh the impact like that it had in the game at the time, like finding out that baseball's baseball players were taking steroids and that we were we, we were being lied to. I think like the whole aftermath is similar. It's on the yeah. same level. It's on the same plane. But yeah, I do think the the scandal's worse. Word. Anything else? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, I got some more baseball highlights for you guys. All right, man. You want baseball, CT? Yes. You're gonna get some baseball. You're gonna get some baseball. KBO baseball, Korean but... baseball, ladies and gentlemen. ESPN has come to an agreement with the KBO to air all KBO games. Starting tonight, if you're listening to this, you know, as we're streaming, KBO games will start airing tonight. 1 a.m. is going to be opening day for the KBO because they're in Korea. So time difference. Mm. Um, so check that out. If you're listening to this tomorrow, it was last night. So you you missed out. That's why you should watch the stream. Um, Real. Another baseball story. It's not really a story, but I saw this on Bleacher Report and I wanted to ask you, CT. Let's play a little game called Start, Bench, Cut. Between Cody Bellinger, Mike Trout, and Christian Yelich, who would you start, who would you bench, who would you cut? I am starting Mike Trout. I agree with you. I mean, how could you How could you not start Mike Trout, right? Yeah, seriously. I would bench Christian Yelich, and I would cut Cody Bellinger. Do you want to know why, Manny? Let me hear this. Cody Bellinger... Sir, as we all know, won the MVP last year. But for those of us that actually watched the season, that were part of a very glorious fantasy league, 
and had to watch the entire season. We all knew that Cody Bunger kind of fell off in the second half. He wasn't as electric as in the first half mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, Christian Yelich, 44 home runs to Cody Bellinger's 47 for the year, but he played in 26 less games. Mm. Christian Yelich was on pace to hit 60 home runs last year. And I think that he's been, just because Cody Bellinger had a had a down sophomore year, I think that's just enough for me to bench Christian Yelich and cut Cody Bellinger. I agree with you. Um, and although I think Cody Bellinger is the real deal, I have more of a sample size for Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I think that even if he, even if his power numbers go down at some point, his bread and butter is that he gets on base and he hits for average. So he's gonna he's gonna manage to get to be on that on those base paths and score runs. Um, in like you said, in 26 fewer games, he only scored 100 uh, 20 less runs than Cody Bellinger. So yeah. This guy is a runs machine. Runs equals wins, as I always say, CT. So I agree with you. Let's move on to NFL highlights. Do you have any NFL highlights? Uh, I know Peyton Manning is uh, looking into running a team. That would be cool. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I, I'm not surprised. The guy's like a walking playbook. Guy does everything good, too. Have you seen his show on ESPN? I forget what it's called, but it's pretty good. Yeah, and... He's one of the few athletes who I feel like his commercials are really soothing to watch. I feel like he's not forcing <laughs> it. He's like George Foreman with the grills, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, <laughs> legendary coach Don Shula died at his home at the age of 90 this past weekend. He is the winningest coach in the NFL. He coached the only perfect season in NFL history. The other team that came close was the Patriots, but my Giants Stop that shit in his tracks. He's mm-hmm. a two-time Super Bowl champion and four-time coach of the year. R.I.P. Don Shula. R.I.P. And also, Carson Wentz, Wentz speaks for the first time since losing to the Seahawks in the playoffs. According to Mike Carofalo of NFL Network, he says, I can confirm that I had a concussion and I was dealing with symptoms. Um, it was scary stuff. You can only get, wait, you only get one of these brains and you have to protect it, end quote. Carson yeah. Wentz, man, something tells me that he's not going to be – I think he's going to be uh, an Andrew Luck type of guy. Like, tons of he, promise, but I just don't think it's going to work out. Could you imagine if they've been talking about him not wanting to continue in, in football and they, that's why they took that quarterback in the second round? I mean, that'd be nuts. But then again I'm – sure, I'm sure he wants to keep playing. I just the, – the guy just keeps getting injured. And I don't know if it's – at this point, I don't know if it's – safe for him to keep playing man yeah after seeing andrew luck retire early like i don't blame these guys for not wanting to go through that time and time again and then also your future's at risk because you play football speaking of this just popped up to my head with andrew luck fucking bill belichick should be on the horn with andrew luck and trying to get him out of retirement oh my god that'd be (laughs) he'd be a beast in new england he'd probably protect he'd probably keep him protected too yeah hmm bill yeah you heard it from me. Give me some cash if that happens. Um, last thing, the E60 for Alex Smith aired this past weekend, and I just have a question. Why the fuck would anybody want to play football after watching that shit? I uh, I had it on the TV, and I was like, Alex Smith? Like, I don't care about Alex Smith. Click. Have, so, have you seen the pictures? That. No. It's fucking horrifying. Once you see this leg, man. <laughs> I'm going to type in Alex Smith into Google as, as you uh, finish up that thought and – but he essentially almost lost his life after 
this leg injury. First off, watch the injury, and that alone is enough to make you not want to play football ever. His leg was literally moving around like a piece of rubber. And um, then he, he got all these infections. I think it went septic. He, like, he was about to, like, he was on the verge of death. And now his leg looks like, I can't even describe it, man. Just just check it out, E60. It's on ESPN Plus if you're an ESPN Plus subscriber. If not, Google Google the images. You'll see them. It's, oh. it's disturbing. See that? Wait. This yeah. is what was left of, is this like his leg spliced open? That's not the, no, I want you to see like after all the nails are in it and all that stuff. So he has screws all over his leg. He removes the wrapping from it. In the first 10 minutes of the episode, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you see this. Actually, in the first like three minutes of the episode. Oh, okay. I see what you're talking about. It's fucking crazy, man. It's insane. It's nuts. And this is from playing football. And now I understand that he's, again, millions of dollars. Uh, He... He was a postseason quarterback. A lot of people call him to called him a game manager, but I don't give a fuck. The guy was in the postseason every goddamn season. It seemed like, um, I, I don't. If I had a boy, man, he's not playing football. Fuck that. Hell no. It's crazy, man. Crazy. I mean, it is. Right. It's it's just the most entertaining <laughs> sport we got, man. Oh I'm sorry. my god. And wow. did I mention that Chiefs running back Damian Williams was robbed at an Airbnb home in Los Angeles? Per you, did not men- you did not mention that prior, so good job. So you, have a, you have that now. He plays the Chiefs? Those are my NFL highlights. Yeah. Super Bowl, wow. Super Bowl champion, man. Sounds like an inside job. Word. Maybe it was Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs and Chiefs. Chiefs <sighs> news. Two Chiefs headlines on one day. I don't know, man. Crazy. I don't like I don't like that. Oh god, this knee, I can't stop looking at <laughs> tweets. Oh man. So that's pretty much it, guys. Um we're we do this show every single Monday. You're gonna get a full episode from us. Otherwise, you can catch us Tuesday through Friday on the quick hits where we give you sports headlines in 10 minutes. Hopefully, sometimes we go over and we usually play a game or do something crazy afterwards but uh that's pretty much it follow me at manigo3 follow the show at wt at wt the show on twitter and instagram our website is currently being updated but if you want to check out some older content at w wait not at sorry just go to wttspod.com make sure you hit that like subscribe and leave us a comment anything you liked about the show who would you start bench and cut what did you think about the last dance episode would you play football after seeing the alex smith injury Leave us have you comment. ever been have you ever been through such an injury and i need a lawyer call 1-800 and want to send want to send us some pictures man just, just send them we'll, the, put, we'll put that we shit got up. the stomach for this Word. so that's it everybody thanks for watching peace peace